Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Too Busy to Podcast. On the show today, we have Sophia. Voted as one of the top 30 coaches to look out for in 2021 by the New York City Journal, Sophia Rose Bernardi is a mindset and business coach, helping new and rising coaches master their mindset, create an aligned and profitable strategy, and grow a six-figure business using the rising coach method. Sophia has built a multi-six-figure business at the age of 24 and credits her journey to the discovery of the power of the mind and the process she journeyed in in her late teens and early 20s of overcoming her own personal trauma to recognize her greatness and potential. Sophia now helps people cultivate confidence through the power of mindset and scale to 10k months in their businesses. She's also the host of Rising Coaches with Sophia Bernardi, a podcast set to inspire coaches to master their mindset and create a six-figure business. Wow, so many achievements that we're going to delve into there. But hello, Sophia. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to dive deep today. Yeah, I'm excited too. I am so glad we were able to make this happen. Such a fantastic bio. Wow. Multi-six figure at 24. Talk to me a little bit about your journey as a business owner and your sort of backstory. Totally. So I guess if we backtrack a little bit to when I was 16 years old, I was going through heaps of family um, struggles. Um, I found out that my dad had a gambling addiction, unfortunately, and that just totally broke the family apart. And it resulted in my mom, brother, sister, and myself moving to the other side of the world to Denmark, where she is from, to be back with her family. And as you can imagine, as a 16-year-old, that's very challenging to lose your friends, your school, your lifestyle, everything you know, and start again in a new culture, climate, and country. And that really brought up a lot of, you know, it was quite traumatizing some of the things that we experienced. And that's where my mindset and, you know, view of life really altered. And I had quite a negative perspective and kind of just concluded, well, this is my life. It's out of my control. There's nothing I can do about it. And that led me down quite a dark path for quite a few years until I slowly, magically came about personal development. And I really started to learn that there's actually another way of living and you can take your power back and and change your story to change your life and dove into personal development, which I'm very grateful for. Fast track a little bit. I moved back to Australia on my own when I graduated school and it was through then continuing to do this work that I realized that this is what I want to do. I want to help people as well because I realized that what I went through, other people go through and they just don't have these tools. So I started a coaching business and 
it wasn't, you know, fun and games to begin with. There was a lot of fear and doubt, but I kept investing in support, never gave up and moved from confidence coaching because that's what I had experience with to suddenly helping coaches because my business was really growing and I started to attract coaches asking me how I did it. So that's kind of how I led to business coaching. And now I've had my podcast for probably about a year and it's been such a beautiful addition to my pod, uh, to my business, um, which has supported me to generate these results as well. Amazing. And before we delve into the podcast, I just want to say that I resonate with part of your story. So I'm originally from Barbados and my dad decided to ship me off to the UK wow. on my own to live with a family that my on my mum's side that I never met, that I didn't know. Um, oh God, so I yeah, I can, yeah, so I can appreciate, like you talked about just, you know, leaving all your friends and what you know to start somewhere in a new country. Um, so I totally resonate with that. So yeah, I'm just kudos to you for really investing in yourself at such a young age and getting that support to then creating a business that is doing so well at such a young age. That is such an accomplishment. So as you said, you're welcome. As you mentioned, so new rising coaches, new coaches saw your growth and reached out. So what was that sort of transition from the confidence coaching to the mindset and business coaching? What was that like? Yeah, it was really scary. I was so nervous about it. I and I put it off for so long. I ignored the fact that I was attracting new coaches. I was like, I'm a confidence coach, it's all I do. But then it really clicked with me like you can't ignore who you're attracting. And when I really sat and thought about it, I was like, well, I guess I can help people grow a business. I just would share what it is I've done because maybe I have created pretty good results. So I started doing that one-on-one very quietly. You know, I didn't promote it. I just did that. And then I just, yeah, I just decided to transition. And actually, if you listen to my podcast, you hear the change because I had started my podcast as a confidence coach. So maybe, I don't know, the first four episodes are about that. And all of a sudden I transitioned, which also was scary, but um, I'm super glad I did it because I'm really passionate about helping coaches to grow a business because my personal mission is the more like service providers out there helping people, the better the planet will be. And I can't change the world on my own, but I can Mm. help other coaches to make money because unfortunately so many never do. And then collectively, we're going to create such a huge impact and just help humanity rise. So for me, that's my driving force. And yeah. Oh. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So talk to us a little bit around your method. So anyone sort of listening who might be a new coach, I would love it if you can kind of share your rising coach method. What does that framework look like? For sure. So I guess as a um, confidence coach, what allowed me to really grow my business right was my mindset and because I was really practicing what I preach, of course. So when I decided to step into business coaching, I definitely wanted to keep that mindset aspect a part of it. It's not just strategy that supported me. So I realized that that was a real missing piece that a lot of coaches, you know, try and skip over is just tell me the step-by-step process. Tell me what strategies to do when really like there's so much more that goes into it. And it was through my own journey that I realized this. I started off 
as a new coach, just wanting the strategies. And that's what I got. And things weren't working, right? Not in an abundant way and not consistently, right? So that led me to like dive deeper on my mindset. And then I came across energetics, which is something I was super new to, didn't understand whatsoever, but it was so powerful. I somehow just became attracted to that kind of Mm. world and learnt a lot about it. And what I realised is that we will create um, not what we, not just from what we're doing, but from who we're being. And that's when I realised that, okay, clearly, and that, and my business really grew when I learnt energetic. So I realised it's not just one thing, it's mindset, strategy, and energy that creates aligned, scalable results in your coaching business. So I decided when I was becoming a business coach to really teach not just what helped me in the beginning, but what has helped me overall to to generate those results. So that's the process I teach. I help you to master your mindset, which is, you know, a process of having clarity, having confidence and showing up consistently. Mm. And then in terms of strategy, it's around, okay, how do you attract an audience? How do you then convert your audience? And then how do you transform their life forever so that they become your biggest fans and referrers and they re-sign with you? And then finally, the energetics piece to like fast track this whole process is a combination of, you know, healing and learning how to move through stagnant energy and then learning how to manifest for lack of a better word but essentially you know how to focus on what you do want and be in that energy instead of what you don't want which so many people do without Mm. even realizing yeah I have only recently like this year really focused on energy piece I think Mm. I really underestimated throughout my life how much or how important energy is. And to a certain extent, before I started my business, I was very conscious of not having people in my life who drained or took up a lot of negative energy or brought a lot of negative energy or negative headspace. But as a business owner, it's so, so, so important. So I love to hear that you have incorporated that as part of your offer. And so when you say new coaches, is it literally from ground zero or sort of up to a year what what does your ideal client look like yeah so I've chosen the toughest target market which is ground zero right like I'm real. I want to help people that have decided to just start and I know that that's a lot like it's your first client and the very start stages that is the hardest right so I do know that but it's something I'm really passionate about because I want people to get it right from the beginning like because my experience was I had to invest in so many different courses and programs to understand what the heck I was doing. And I just don't want that for people. I want them to be in a safe container that just supports them in every area of their life because there's all these misconceptions that a life coach needs to be perfect and have their life together. So, so many people hold back on doing what it is they want to do because they're not ready Um, And they don't have the perfect mindset when really like that's a never ending journey. So just start doing what it is you want to do and have that consistent support and mentorship around you to continuously move forwards, essentially. Yeah, I love that. That's what you do because you are 100% right. And maybe sometime in the future, you might want to add 
like an online service provider branch (laughs) to your business because you are so right. I spent just this week, I was thinking back what I'm learning now and what I'm taking the time to implement. Had I had someone who covers everything that you, you know, the mindset, the master, the messaging, the strategy, the energy, the energetics part of it. If I had someone like you back when I was starting out, of course, you've got to make the investment. But when I think back to it, I probably spent more jumping from coach to coach, course to course, this freebie to this $27 thing to this $97 masterclass. When you add that all up, had I just invested in like a six month program or something with someone like yourself, I think I would be a lot further along in my business. And I'm in a great space, but I think, as you said, a lot of people go for, and I was that person. When I started as a VA, I wanted to help new coaches, but then realistically, they are focusing on other things in their business as they should. So hiring a VA probably (laughs) isn't one of the first investments they're looking for. But I absolutely love that that is who you support because there's so much time wasted in that, you know, Mm. first year or two that if you had the right targeted support, you could achieve so much more. I love what you just said there because I experienced the same thing, right? Like I've spent so much on like so many of the same type of course trying to get this magical strategy that I couldn't find because I wasn't getting results. And I just, yeah, I don't regret anything, obviously, but I do wish that I realized sooner that, you know, strategy, strategy, energy, and psychology all really play such a role together. You can't have success without all three, if that makes sense. And I mean that in a way like people might not realize that they're implementing, um, you know, energy or their mindset, but those that are succeeding have that in order, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally, totally makes sense. All right, so let's switch gears up a little bit. So talk me through, so you were still doing the confidence coaching when you started, you had the idea to start your podcast. So where did that idea kind of come from? Why did you decide to start one? And where were you kind of at in your business? Like six months in, what did that look like? Um, So I think I had been in business for, I'm going to say a year and a half is my guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And my thought process behind it was I love listening to podcasts. Like I love them so much. That's where I learn and Mm. where I grow and what supports me to buy. You know, like my current coach, I found her through her podcast. And in fact, she added so much value on her podcast that I remember thinking I'm never going to work with her because she just gives it all away here. But guess what? The moment I was really struggling and needed a coach again, she was the first one I thought of because of the amount of value in her podcast. And I felt like I knew her. I liked her and I trusted her because she was in my ears like all the time, if that makes sense. And so realized, wow, if that's how I buy, maybe there will be other people that will listen to me and buy from me that way as well. So that was kind of my thought process is I consume that way. And I don't know if you know anything about human design, but I'm a manifesting generator. Mm. And so human design is basically personality types with astrology mixed into it. And 
my human design is very dominant in their voice, if that makes sense. Okay. Like that's like a natural thing for me is speaking and articulating my point across. And yeah. so you kind of want to u- utilize your strengths. You know, some people are great on video and so you should use TikTok, Reels, Lives, all that sort of stuff. Some people, their voice is just, you know, like radio voices or, mm. you know, just great with their voice and you've clearly got that as well. And so for me, it's just like I love speaking and I get my message across in that more in-depth way rather than like if you tell me I have to get my message across in like 10 seconds, like I'll get so annoyed. Like I don't know how to do that. And so podcast gives me that permission to Mm. really say the things I need to say. And so that's kind of what led me to doing that. And I wish I knew someone like you before doing it because then I would have launched it significantly better, like far out. I just started it. I didn't want to overthink it too much. Okay, so talk me through, so you decided, right, I'm going to start a podcast of my own. What did that kind of, was it just messy action or did you take any courses or download any freebies? What did that look like for you? If I had my time again, 100%, I would have invested in a course. I mm. That's something I'm really annoyed I didn't do. I didn't realize how impactful that can be. Mm. But no, I didn't start a course, but I did... I just started recording on my camera because it was the highest quality sound. I didn't want to invest in a microphone, all those things until I knew if I liked it and could do it. So I did it that way. And then after a couple of episodes, I was like, yep, this is my thing. So I went and bought all the podcast gear. So I've got my Rode microphone, that, that sort of thing. And I've just never looked back. I've never missed a week. I just create a podcast episode every single week. And now, you know, when I realized, okay, this is actually what I want to be my main platform. I've focused more on the strategy side of things instead Mm. of just winging everything. And it's been amazing. Yeah. All right. So talk me through the strategy. How does your podcast support your business? Especially now you're further along, you've got to grips with what it is that you're doing. So kind of talk to us about that process and what it looks like for you? Yeah. So for me personally, I've made my podcast my hero content. In other words, like my main piece of content for the week. So for example, I'll create a podcast episode this week and then all of my content for this week will be around that podcast episode. So I stay on theme. And so having a podcast is so beneficial because you can like – it's so much easier to create content because you just base it off this one thing instead of thinking of 10 million different things for the week. And so it's a nice foundational thing and you can refer your podcast in your content on social media. So on Instagram, I might do a post. I'll be like, go listen to the full episode here. And so I'm using my other social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook to bring people to my podcast and people will just find me also on their own. through searching on podcasts, right? So that's one way. And then the third way is collaboration. So kind of like what we're doing, your audience will find me, my audience will find you. So there's so many beautiful ways to grow your podcast. But what I'm really loving about it is that it's like this go-to place for my audience to really binge listen to me. And the way podcasting is set up is People are busy, right? They're driving, they're walking, they're doing things. And this is the only kind of content you can 
really consume whilst doing other things as well. So it's a great way for people to have time to learn from you and build rapport with you. And so I find it one of the best platforms to then sell your services on, right? Because not everyone has the time to binge watch all of your live videos or, you know, read all of your posts and things like that. But a podcast is just this never-ending thing that in any moment people can listen to and just learn so much from you. So you can just add value and sell over and over again. Yeah, I love that you said that because that's something that I focus on a lot in my business and in my content around, because I meet lots of amazing, you know, business women when I'm networking and when they hear what I do, oh yeah, start a podcast is on my vision board, start a podcast is on my to-do list, on my dream list. And then if we go into a breakout room and I, you know, get to know them a bit more and I answer the question around, well, how long? It's usually a year or more that they've kind of been sitting on their idea. So what's holding you back? Oh, I just don't have the time. I need to launch my book. I need to launch my mastermind. <laughs> All the kind of things. And that's when I kind of like, I don't know, my heart just drops because as a coach, I know you're creating content for your business. And as you said, that hero content, I call it core content, but whatever terminology you use, there are three different types of long form content, so to speak. And that is video, podcast, or YouTube, podcasting, or a blog. Those are the three types of core or hero content, I believe, every business owner should have. But I believe that the podcast is number one because it's much easier to, as you said, sit down, create that episode, transcribe it, and then put it in lots of different places. And I think out of the three, the podcast is the easiest one because a blog, you then still need to turn that into audio and turn that into video. Video, works but you know YouTube is a different audience do your audience do your people hang out on YouTube so there's lots of different things but I love that that's what you said because I believe a lot of business owners think that a podcast is just something else to do and I've actually got an episode coming out tomorrow episode 55 where I'm really going to call people out a little bit (laughs) and talk about why you feel podcasting is hard because you're just seeing it as something else to do And it's not, it needs to be the marketing tool, marketing strategy in your business. And I love that you have said it because someone, our listeners will hear someone else say other than me harping on about it all the time and, you know, recreate, repurpose. And like you said, people will find you for years to come as opposed to an Instagram story, which is going to last 24 hours and then save Mm -hmm. itself in your account. There's just no... There's just no comparison. So I love that you've shared that. Something that you touched on is around, you know, giving value and selling. And there's two points there. What would you say to someone who's listening? Because I've heard this before, who might be thinking, oh, I don't want to give too much value on the show because then no one will work with me. You've experienced this yourself, as you mentioned with the coach, but what additional advice would you give someone who might be listening that's thinking that? Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of giving away a lot of value, right? There's a lot of, for lack of a better word, competition now of people sharing value and whatever. And so you don't really want to hold back on on sharing your expertise. Here's the thing, right? So 
With the example I was sharing before with my current coach, right, I was listening to her podcast thinking I'm never going to work with her. She's literally giving me everything. But did I implement it? <laughs> no, not nowhere near as much because I didn't have the full framework. You know, I didn't have the process, the proximity, the accountability and all of that mm. sort of stuff. So I was getting all of this value, but I didn't have the full puzzle piece, if that makes sense. So yeah. I'm a big fan of giving loads amounts of value and it's never going to be the same as what it would be like if they were in your space, right? So I wouldn't hold back on on giving, right? Because all it does is build heaps of trust. If you can sense that people are just always only giving you tiny bits, it's really hard to feel like, oh my God, this is amazing, right? Um, so I give a lot, but if people are worried about that, just focus more so on the who and the what more so than the how, if how? that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just hold back a little bit on on some of that if that's what you're worried about. So I might give, you know, a huge chunk of value on why this is so important. Like, for example, the rising coach method. I could give you all of these tips on why having confidence is so important in your business because if you don't have confidence in yourself, in your offer, and in your potential clients, it's going to be so hard to sell because they're your potential clients are looking for confidence, right? They're looking for your belief because they don't currently have it. And so if you're not confident in yourself, how hard is it going to be to show up online and sell your services? If you don't believe in your offer, it's nearly impossible to sell it. You have trouble saying the price. You have trouble overcoming objections because you agree with their objections, right? And mm-hmm. if you don't believe in them, they will know that and they won't feel safe to buy with you. So I've just shared heaps of value just now on why confidence is so important. And all that does for everyone listening is like, oh my God, I want to know how to do that. How do I get yeah. so sold on myself? How do I get sold on my offer? How do I get sold on my you know, potential clients, right? And that's just one tiny piece of my entire framework. And I didn't even share how to do it, but it was still valuable because I shared why it's so important. And so you can give heaps of value without giving away your quote unquote secrets, if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. I actually have nothing to add. You said that so perfectly. So yeah, (laughs) I was like, yeah, fantastic. Okay, so for anyone listening who might be on the fence, just give it away. The who and the what and the why, but not the how. Like, just give. It's all about, as you said, giving enough information for them to trust you, to want to work with you, which is a really good lead into how do you sell? How have you been able to position your podcast at the top of your sales funnel? Because I know that when, I don't know about you, but when I came into the podcasting space as a podcast manager, everyone was talking about podcasting is a long game. And I fell for that hook, line and sinker until Christmas 2021. And I just started listening to some podcasts about podcasting as you do. And that's when the gears started to change in my mind because these podcasts that were new to me had shown given that value around how you can position your podcast at the top of your sales funnel from episode one, which just blew my mind because everyone else was talking about, you've got to be in the podcasting game for 12 months, 18 months. So talk me through how you have made it happen. For How has it supported your business? How do you use the podcast to funnel people into your containers? 
Yeah, so I just use the other social media platforms such as Instagram and Facebook, for example, to really always show that my podcast is where I hang out, is where you're going to get the value. So as I was saying, when you create content like written form, like I often reference in this episode or check out the latest episode. I promote it on my stories. I go live and I mention, you know, my podcast as many times as I can, I suppose. And I just link it everywhere as well. It's an entire page on my website. So I kind of just make it very clear, like in my branding and in my content that like, this is the place to go. It's in the bio of my Instagram as well. Like you know what I mean? You put the most important things there and that's where my podcast is. So one, it's positioned that way. Two, yeah, I'm promoting it a lot. Mm. What I find with podcasting is, I don't know about you, but when you subscribe to a podcast, you you look forward to every week to listen to their episode and mm-hmm. you kind of, it's something you look forward to. So for me, I listen to all the podcasts that I'm subscribed to for the most part and I always go on with the intention to listen to the whole thing. Even if there's some points where I'm not even know what I'm going to get out of it, I still listen to it because I'm, I love that person. And if you sell in the beginning, in the middle or, and, or at the end, you know, they're going to hear it. Like they're not going to just skip over because they're likely doing something at the same time, or they're just naturally listening as they're driving and stuff. And they end up hearing it and they just, get sold because it's intertwined in all the value you bring. And if you're really smart, your your offer will be in alignment with what it is you were talking about for that episode as well. I think that's a really good idea. And so they've just received all of this value on this specific thing and you've Mm. really sold them in the value delivery of why this XYZ is so important. And then coincidentally, you have an offer that matches that conversation, you know? Yeah. And then do you use any sort of call to actions at the end of your episode to kind of drive people that bit further, I guess, into their sort of decision making? Because like you said, they've listened, you've given lots of value, you've dropped hints as to how you've helped clients, and then it tags into your offer. But do you say anything that kind of gets them to be like, right, yeah, Sophia is a coach for me? Yeah, so the main thing in my call to action is talking about my mastermind, which is the main way to work with me. And so I kind of reference that at the end for the most part as that is the place to work with me. You know, that's the most affordable. It's, you know, the best way to learn my exact framework and everything I talk about on my podcast is in some shape or form in alignment with my framework, you know? So it's kind of like if you want the how-to for everything in my podcast, come join the mastermind essentially because I know that it's new coaches listening because my podcast is niche or service providers, same process, you know? I just use the term coaches. But, you know, they've just gotten all of this value and then it's the mastermind's that one place they can get everything they need. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. So it is possible. Can, I mean, don't want to go too deep into your personal information, but can you kind of remember when you got your first sale that you could really clearly allocate to the podcast? So the moment I realized that how powerful the podcast was, because it's one of those things where you can't see who's watching, how many yeah. people, you know what I mean? 
And so it's both a blessing and it's also difficult to know, well, is this working? But when I realized it was working was I must have said in one of my episodes, come DM me on Instagram, let me know what your main takeaway was or something like that. And people actually did it. And I was like, what the heck? That is cool. (laughs) So people are listening. And Yes, some of those people are now my clients. So because then they end up sharing my podcast on their Instagram stories each week and then we keep having little conversations on Instagram. And so I kind of use the podcast to then direct people where I want them to go. So if that makes sense. So, yeah, people would message me on Instagram, which I absolutely love. So if anyone wants to, like, share their favourite thing, feel free to DM me on Instagram. I'd love to chat. And, like, you just then build relationships, you know, then they've got a face to the name and it's just this wonderful thing. So that's kind of when I realized it worked was when people messaged me on Instagram, which then led to sales because there was so much rapport immediately there because they've just been listening to me for however, however long. So they feel like they already know me and I'm high energy. So when they come to me, I'm more happy. And then suddenly we're best friends, um, even though we've maybe never spoken. So I didn't need to have sales calls with these people or anything because they were just, the, the trust is there. I show up every week regardless. I add so much value and my my energy. And when I'm talking, like you can feel that, right? Like everyone listening now, they can feel our energy like, they either resonate with it or they don't. And that's okay the way, but dependent on how they feel, they will action on that. Yeah. No, I do love a high energy person. Mm. And you mentioned that you're a manifesting generator. I'm a generator. I'm not a hundred percent sure what that means. I do need to dig into my human design a bit more, but it's absolutely fascinating how these sort of personality tests, and I know human design is mixed with astrology, but it's amazing how much you can learn about yourself and use that information to help you to be successful in life and business. So before we conclude, what is one tip that you would give our listeners in terms of their podcast? So if someone is listening and they're starting out or, you know, they've had their podcast for a while, is there any advice or any tips that you might want to share with them? Um, okay. So if, like I said, if I had my time again, I would definitely hire a podcast expert because if you launch it correctly, Mm. there is so much power in that. So I think what you do is really important, by the way. Um, that's one thing I would do, but otherwise my other tip is, yeah, I guess I really like what you said, how if you're looking for a way to be in a few places, but you know, you're mindful of your time and energy. I think podcasting is a great way to do it because like you said, you can transcribe the episode and use that as written content and a blog post. And you don't need to be all dressed up and have it all together. Like you can just be in a dark room if you really want to and still be able to add value. And so I just think, you know, if you're wanting to add value and meet people and grow your business, a podcast is just such a great way to kind of, you know, get the message across in in many places because you can repurpose it so much, like you said. Fantastic. Thank you. Well, Sophia, thank you so much for your time today, for sharing your journey and all your wisdom. Thank you so much. You are welcome. How can our listeners find you in the World Wide Web? So the best places to find me are on my podcast where I'll be interviewing you. So Rising <laughs> Coaches 
Bea Bernardi, um, which is great if you are a coach, a healer, mentor, or service provider, it will all apply for you. And then Instagram. So I'm at Sophia Rose Bernardi. Come say hi. I'd love to chat with you. And that's where you can see all of my offers and things like that. Perfect. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And we will speak soon when I am a guest on your show. I can't wait. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.